broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Austin Lane, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Casey pushing all the right buttons. Happy first day back to school to a lot of kids out there. Summer's officially over. Hope you got it in. Hope hope you got those YouTube uh, viewing parties in. Whatever kids are doing these days, I don't know. I'm so out of touch, man. It's the YouTube parties. It's all that stuff. But um, Go homeschool. That's an option. Or you go homeschool as well. But obviously a big day. Kids are heading back to school. Um, Ronan was ready to rock this morning. Couldn't take him to school. Had a, a prior obligations, obviously. Ronan but, looking but good, those, man. He was looking I good. I saw him. Yeah, I'm sure you saw him on Facebook. I didn't did. You? Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you have? Did he have the Giannis's on? Oh, of course, man. He, Is he, that what that got those a, were? He got a fresh new pair of Giannis's. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Pull stuff up off your phone sometimes. You'll show me like yeah, I don't the, have back, any, the forty yeah. like uh, from 1999 mm, or okay, okay 2003 yep. or whatever it is. I don't know what year it was. Careful about my age now. Uh, and you'll be able to pull that up, bam, on a dime. Look at this. Sure, Remember sure. this? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't have any back-to-school photos on me. Sorry. So, actually, the only reason I have one on me, yes. and I, I shared it with you guys. It was it was quite entertaining, by the way. Yeah, it's yep. because those pants were sharp, by the way. Uh, okay. We'll show it a little later, hopefully. But uh, the reason I had it is because my, it's my best friend's birthday today. Ah. And so, like, it came up as a Facebook memory. Okay, okay. There. And so I was able to find it. Nice. Um, but do you believe like we're the same age? Well, he's a little bit older, but in that picture. Oh, I didn't see. I thought that was like your dad. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't even know which one you were now looking back on it. Uh, yeah, we'll share. We'll, we'll okay. share. It yeah, yeah, yeah. Casey, did you find us a back to school picture? I got as close as we're going to get. How about the Stewart thing? Did you see that? That was morning? insane. All right. Yeah. We got we got some good stuff on the back to school. Yeah. I mean, that was classic. Yeah, it was so good, uh, especially if you know Stewart. Uh, For sure. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Uh, anyway, hey, if you could homeschool now, though, mm-hmm. rather than go to school, would you go to school or homeschool? And, and I'm saying this if, as like from your point as like an athlete. You know? If you're asking if I could. Like, yeah, if, well, I'm if not I was saying a... you couldn't homeschool before, but it's very yeah. much more in vogue now to homeschool. Oh, I'm going to right? school all Virtual day, man. School. So you're like, you got to get the social. Yeah, you got to socialize. The halls, yeah, because yeah. we had a couple athletes, you know, like a couple of players on, on our team that were homeschooled. And yeah, you know, social skills. Lacking a little bit. You could tell. Oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Like I. I think I would. I think I would homeschool. You would want to homeschool. We're going to school and hanging. Oh man. Yeah. Well, especially in today's. Again, my parents had no idea mm-hmm. what to do. Like from an athletic point of view, like hey, you could go to the gym this many times a week, or you could have this for training, or everything specialized, or we got this for a hitting lesson, or a pitching lesson, or this lesson, or whatever sure. to maximize. I mean, the athletes today are so much better, right, because of everything at the disposal and the knowledge that we have. Mm. And that's just like 20 years ago. So I'm not like saying, um, well, back in 1960, mm-hmm. you know, it's not one of those. But I think a big part of that is is part of like like homeschooling and stuff. I mean, you can get a lot done during the day if you're really like a from an athletic point of view. So oh. I think I would have taken it. Like I could have ma- I think I could have been a way better baseball player. Yeah. One if I grew up in today's day and age. Mm-hmm. Two if my parents were kind of knowledgeable and in that world of of all those things at your disposal like today. You know, mm-hmm. they would have to be in tune with it. 
and and by the way, <clears throat> would have to be able to afford a lot of it. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's pricey. And three, uh, if I were to like homeschool and get my work done, do my work, do my school, learn, you know, you got to still do all that stuff. Yeah. But then take the other part of the day and really get to work on my craft. Like. Yeah, I, I feel like I would have been burnt out if I would have did that. Would you? Oh, absolutely, man. Like that was the. That was actually the blessing in disguise where I didn't have parents that, I mean, they didn't really have a clue in terms of training, and training wasn't really that prevalent back then in terms of specialization. It was, hey, if you want to play a sport, let us know, and we'll take you to practice, and that's what it was for me. But, I mean, I I, I would, because, you know, I'm kind of a, a social butterfly. I would always choose, you know, the social uh, socialization, I guess you would call it, of going to school, hanging out with the homies, uh, maybe getting a little bit of trouble as opposed to just hanging out by myself and then, you know, working out all day. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I um, You go back to high school or college, what do you answer? Ooh, that's a good question. Probably high school. I would say interesting. My buddy yeah. says it unequivocally. Like he's like high school, high school. Yeah, I'm like yeah. no way. Like I could care less about going <laughs> back to high school. I'm going back to college. Like, I got no you. doubt. And then, you know, everybody, a lot of people, I think a lot of people would go back to high school more than you think. I mean, college years are so much fun, of course. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't. I mean, I didn't have a bad experience in high school either. Like this isn't. Mm-hmm. I was a little, but I didn't get like picked on or anything like that. Sure. I had a big buddy. <laughs> I got you. Well, it helps to have those, man. So helps um, to have those. So it's not like I had a bad experience like I, I liked high school it was mm-hmm. it was cool mm-hmm. but i mean college was way i wouldn't no i don't need I, my buddy has always said man i wish i go back to high school wish i go back to high school i'm like yeah no way man Not, see i just played football yeah. and all that stuff i think that made it maybe made a little bit difference between the two of us i just feel like college i was a lot more busy whether it was like working in the summer or whether it was like you know prepping for the football season like i didn't get a lot of time to just kind of sit and do whatever now like you know after practice i would and play video games i was probably supposed to be doing homework like th- <laughs> that was my time to kind of do whatever but i felt like i had a lot more free time a lot more just hanging out time in high school so i'd definitely go back to high school yeah that's interesting yeah. okay we'll talk more about school hopefully the kids got back to school well and then good first day uh, most of the area st john's county goes back next week uh so our kids uh, will be going back uh, next week and um, hope everybody's safe and getting through everything that you got to get through it's a it's a different world <laughs> the last yeah. couple of years uh going to school for sure but um back to school is cool at least for now but it's not cool out that's for sure holy cow it's it continues toasty. to be really warm uh out in the jags practice field it was maurice jones drew was out there today uh good to catch up uh, with mojo for sure he was kind of giving us uh, the background on a lot of different teams like he's really impressed with matthew stafford out mm-hmm. in L.A. And, and Mojo does the Rams games. He's on their broadcast team. Uh, so he, he thinks Stafford has looked really good. Uh, he's been he said Najee Harris in Pittsburgh looks really good. Mm-hmm. So he's been around to some of these camps and um, interesting. One of those I just saw on the TV as I was down in the sports office. Uh, should there be concerned about Zach Wilson? Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess some not so great practices for yeah. Wilson. Mm-hmm. Should there be concern this early for Zach Wilson if you're a Jets fan? Uh, not so much, no. I mean, he's, you know, I think it's taken him longer to, to, to pick up to the NFL game, the speed and all that stuff. But he has had some really bad practices back-to-back weeks. I think uh, today he finished the drive on an interception that left a lot of people wondering, like, why we take this guy number two. So when you see Trevor Lawrence in 4K doing his thing at the, you know, the, the Jaguars quote-unquote scrimmage slash practice, and then you see, you know, Zach Wilson not having any of those moments yet because I haven't seen anything from the Jets uh, PR department or social media department that would echo, hey, Zach Wilson's having some good throws at practice. So right now I think they're just to the point where it's like, all right, let's get this kid acclimated, let's give him some confidence, and let's go from there. Yeah, listen, I 
I know this is fun around here that you'd love to be able to kind of poke at the Jets. And if oh, yeah. I was a Jags fan, I maybe would do the same in that respect, like on social media. Ah, look what you got. You know, you're taking mm-hmm. kind of like I do with the Yankees, right? Sure. When you get your chance to do it, you do it uh, because you knew the winning streak was coming sooner or later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I, I can see that. But I hesitate to do that from this chair because, listen, we've seen a, a rookie roller coaster out there for Trevor Lawrence at times. Mm-hmm. The, the last week was kind of choppy. Last week wasn't great until Saturday and Sunday where he really hit stride. But remember, go back to last Monday, and it was three picks, and then there was a pick almost every day. Uh, Even the coaches and him said there was a little struggling going on. It wasn't smooth. So I think there's a little bit of that that has to be part of it. Keep in mind, Zach Wilson got in a couple days later. I don't know how big of a difference that makes. But uh, But if if you're a Jets fan, though, you're worried because you seriously haven't seen one highlight of Zach Wilson at practice. Yeah, it's a little bit like that. And not only that, Austin, I think... Uh, what's the way to say this? Zach Wilson does not have the resume Trevor Lawrence had in college. There is not the evidence behind Zach Wilson that there was for Trevor Lawrence. I mean, sure. Trevor Lawrence's evidence goes back seven years, mm-hmm. seven years of unbelievable play. You can find me a way and spin it that Zach Wilson is this and that. And oh, my gosh, look at him. Look at him. Well, there's still not the amount of evidence that that shows you that, hey, he's, he's a real deal. He can't miss all that stuff. What happened was. He got elevated so much during the draft process that all of a sudden it became can't miss guy. Mm. Like Justin Fields, remember? November conversations. Mm -hmm. Second pick probably when the Jags were sitting there. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden it flipped to, oh, no, Zach Wilson's a clear-cut favorite. What's wrong with Justin Fields? He's not going to make it. Well, look at the camps. Justin Fields having some good reviews coming out of Chicago. Mm. Zach Wilson, not so much so far. But I would be a little bit concerned that almost the Jets – you could go back and look and say, hey, the Jets didn't, couldn't trust their evaluation because they were almost obligated to take Zach Wilson by the time the draft rolled around because he was so head and shoulders above everybody else. Everybody put him on that pedestal as a number two pick. I just say beware of that. I mean, it's maybe they didn't trust their gut. They trust their, their stuff. Um, now, here's the deal. I think he's going to be a good player. Sure. I think all these quarterbacks in the first round are going to have nice careers in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But I think it's debatable whether Justin Fields should have been picked behind Zach Wilson. I, I said that even during the draft process. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that when you see arm talent and you see explosiveness and, and all these adjectives that scouts love to use, obviously Zach Wilson had that. Now, did he play against the best competition? No, he did not. But then I can bring up names like Josh Allen and say, well, what did Josh Allen do in his college career that would make you think he's going to be a, a certified NFL pro, all pro for a long time to come? You can't do it. He didn't really have that good of record as last year at Wyoming. But here we are now with Josh Allen, you know, being one of the best quarterbacks in the entire NFL. So I just think that sometimes you, depending where they're coming from, the circumstances, he came from BYU. And I'm making excuses for Zach Wilson. Obviously, he's got to practice better. Obviously, there needs to be a change because right now uh, he's not up to par as a starting quarterback for the New York Jets. But I'm not going to buy into the narrative of saying, well, you know, he's having a bad couple weeks, so that means he's not going to do good the rest of the year. Like, I think, you know, give him some time to adjust and let's see what we got here. Yeah, uh, by the way, I think it's worth noting that um, Justin Fields has looked pretty good in Chicago, right? Yeah. The reports Trey are Lance is looking good. Totally different. Yeah, we said Trey Lance mm-hmm. the other day. So, I mean, you have these quarterbacks. Mac Jones, haven't heard a lot out of Mac Jones. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of people that like him, respect him. That's Cam Newton's job right now, mm. for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think we could get to Chicago situation where Andy Dalton might not have that job for, you know, maybe no longer than the first couple of games 
based on the play or at least the narrative coming out of Chicago? Well, it all depends how the Bears are doing. Um, if the Bears are winning games, then you obviously keep Andy Dalton uh, at the starting quarterback. If they're struggling, then you need a change. Uh, I'm trying to look up who their first couple of games are against because, you know, they have a pretty solid defense coming back. You have some weapons on offense, and you got an offensive-minded coach who's trying to put up some points. Uh, let's see what we got here. I can't even find their schedule. You got – we talking about the Bears? Yeah, the Bears. Who we got, Casey? Start off at the L.A. Rams. Okay, that, that's, that's a rough one. <laughs> at home against the Bengals. Like that. <laughs> on the road against Cleveland. Yeah. Oof. That's a toss-up one. So we got the if Rams, good, you Bengals, Cleveland. Cleveland, and then we got the Lions. So I think that if the Bears go anything worse than two and two in those first four games, then you're going to see a change with Justin Fields. I think if they go two and two or better, then you're going to see uh, Andy Dalton continue. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, if he's playing really well, we'll see what happens when the preseason starts but if he does play well and it looks looks good I mean there's no reason to sit him down I mean he's your future if he's your guy I mean Andy Dalton you know what he is mm -hmm. Justin Fields the ceiling is way up I, again I, I'm a big fan of Justin Fields I think he's gonna be a good player mm -hmm. in the NFL uh, I like the whole class what's interesting if you bounce around the NFL which I didn't really think we'd do this early but what the heck we're on the quarterback topic uh, Sam Ellinger was finishing up practice today for the Indianapolis Colts yeah they're that desperate <laughs> right now and Jacob Eason there too mm -hmm. these are two young quarterbacks that we've got all these quarterbacks that we could talk about from a youth standpoint Trevor Lawrence we think is going to be there from day one of course Zach Wilson the same Trey Lance is going to sit down Mac Jones going to sit down Justin Fields could sit down you know you could look up in the first month of the year and people are talking about like a guy like Jacob Eason yeah because Indy's good so I mean he could be like if he does play well again I'm talking about if you wanted to predict you want to make a bold prediction about hey who's the guy nobody's talking about now that someone might be talking about on October 5th mm -hmm. Jacob Eason or a Sam Ellinger or somebody like that in in uh, Indianapolis, given the fact that they have a pretty good team around them, could be that person. That would be a long shot. But again, yeah. if you want to win big money on the odds makers. Uh, as in what, starting for the Colts? Or what do you mean odds makers? Like winning? Well, yeah, winning and playing and playing well. And well, I'm, I'm saying like what, what, what kind of bet we make in here with the odds makers? Oh, uh, no, I would just think, uh, hey, if you say – um, I, I don't know if you did, if you took all the young quarterbacks okay. and said, who's going to have like the best numbers, yeah. like uh, who's going to be leading rookie of the year candidate or, or young quarterback. What is Eason? Eason was last year. Anyway, Eason was right? last year. I think so fourth round pick. Yeah. Ellinger's this year, right? Ellinger was a sixth, sixth round, round pick, pick this year. This year. Yeah. So was he sixth round? Did I don't know how you yeah. phrase <laughs> the odds makers of this. All right. Yeah, but yeah. my point being is nobody at all expected Jacob Eason or a Sam Ellinger to play mm -hmm. and they might get called on to play. Now, do you think they're going to be successful when they do play? Well, but that's my point of the conversation. I mean, we could look up in October in the first few weeks and they're playing all right because they got a good football team around them, or it could be an epic disaster because they have a hard start. Yeah. I you mean, know, they Indianapolis have got a tough row. schedule to yeah, start. They have a murderer's row. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think if it's me, I'm definitely looking at other options. Like how confident do I feel um, if I'm the, you know, if I'm the Colts taking on the Rams right away, the Titans right away, not the most confident. And they have you know? Brett Hundley, right? Because Hundley's yeah. the guy they picked up. Correct. Mm -hmm. But they still haven't made a move. Like, if you were going to make a move for Nick Foles, you would have done that, wouldn't you? 
I mean, maybe they're in negotiations right now. Maybe they're they're trying to make a move, but maybe the price tag's too high. Who knows? How late can you bring that in? Like, can that be a September bring in and be like, all right, we tried these guys. We don't like these guys. We got to go get a guy. So I think it depends who the quarterback is. I think if it's Nick Foles, you can wait till the very last second because you're talking about a coach who has coached him before, who uses the same terminology, I'm sure, that he had in Philadelphia. So I think you have the luxury of waiting it a little longer. If you're trying to go after somebody else that's not accustomed to playing with Frank Reich, then who knows? I mean, I, the sooner the better, obviously. Yeah, that's why that's fat. What are they talking about in Indianapolis? We got to go to Indianapolis. Get Indianapolis on line one. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they've got Brett Hundley, Jacob Eason, Sam Ellinger taking snaps, and they've got all these other quarterbacks that they could go make a move for. Mm-hmm. Again, it's still early. We're a month away, but it's not really early. It's getting late quick. Yeah. And, and, it's just fascinating with that team. I I would imagine maybe they're waiting to see how Wentz does in the first couple of weeks after surgery before saying, okay, we need to do something. This really does look like it's 8 to 10 to 12 weeks, the long end of that comeback. Maybe that's it. Well, that or you just wait for the Bears to actually cut Nick Foles. You could. And then you get him for nothing. You could. Now, the risk you – what you run the risk of in doing stuff like that is you run the risk of being desperate around September whatever – Hmm. right and then it costs you even more because they know you're desperate but i'm saying if they were to cut nick well, Cole, if you're right. yeah, yeah then there's nothing to you but, just sign him yeah i mean you could do that yeah do you think I mean, they're gonna cut nick Foles though he's a six million dollar guy they're gonna cut him with a i think a decent sized cap it i mean if you got justin fields you got andy dalton i don't think anybody else i don't know are you to keep nick Foles on as a, as a third string quarterback or well, you're, not, you're not gonna practice squad him yeah i just think you can do yeah, it's a fair point. I don't yeah. know what they're thinking, and, and that's a good question. But I feel like they're holding a little bit of power with Nick Foles' reasonable number at contract, the experience he has for a team that might be desperate, and Indianapolis is probably team number one on that list. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you keep him around, the longer you keep him around, the better chance you get something in return, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And we'll see how the first three weeks of, or the three weeks of preseason uh, shakes out. Man, the quarterback stuff's fascinating in the NFL. Deshaun Watson, obviously not expected to play in week one, but he really practiced for the first time yesterday. Yeah. You know, he was like a scout team guy. You know, I will say this. I said this before when Watson made it to camp. Mm -hmm. And the thing that just shocks me about Watson is this is a guy that's got a lot of money. Right, signed a big deal. I'm assuming there was a big chunk of that money, like 60, 70, 80 million guaranteed, whatever it was. And he's coming to camp so he doesn't get fined like 50 grand a day. Mm-hmm. And he's therefore putting the microscope on him and he's like not doing anything. Then he goes away. I don't, I, I'm surprised that the money was that much of a motivation if from a principal standpoint he didn't want to be there. 50,000 is 50,000. I get it, but the guy's got a ton of money. Yeah, but but you just talked about the principle. It's not so much about losing $50,000 every single day because obviously Deshaun Watson can afford that. But the principle is that you have to write these checks every single day to the Houston Texans. Yeah, that's And fair. you're essentially buying into their pocket. If, if you're a player trying to get out, if you're a player that's against the front office, against the organization, the last thing you want to do is give him any kind of respect and any kind of incentive to be like, hey, we're winning this right now because you're, I'm writing you a check for $50,000. So that, to me, is where it comes from. 
Um, That's you know, a good call. Players approach money different ways, but like every player is worried about his money. Every player thinks that, hey, I earned that money. That's my money. I don't want that to go to the bottomless pit that is the Houston Texans. That's fair. That's a good call. That's a good uh, perspective on it. Um, what is going on with the Sean Watson? Wow, the QB stuff is so good right now. Uh, I, I said you to break with this, and we'll come back. We talk more about the Jags, by the way, out there today. Do you see what I tweeted last night? I'd never mm-hmm. seen this before. I'm leaving work, and a guy's driving a motorcycle with no lights on. <laughs> but he's got his cell phone flashlight out as his headlight. Sounds about right, man. And then... Like, this is down the side road. I don't know if you know where our studios are, but it, it doesn't matter. This is down, like, it's not on, like, beach or something. It's not on St. John's Bluff. Yeah. But then he turns on the St. John's Bluff and just goes right through the red light. Now, it's it's like midnight. Was it a, was it a crotch rocket or was it like a, like a low rider, like Harley it, kind it, of thing? Well, it, more like a crotch rocket. Crotch rocket, okay. Type of motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I hate, wow. I hate to bring it up. Did that guy make it home, yes or no? I don't know. Yeah, I... I I think so, because I think we would have saw it. Yeah. Um, but I was like, what are we doing here? It's Florida, man. That's like, that's, I seriously, that's I was Florida pulling man. out. I almost didn't see him. Yeah. But thankfully, I saw his his headlight, which was his iPhone. That's insane, man. Let's go and get that fixed. Come on, people. Let's go and get that fixed, sir. Tell me who you are. I'll pay for the headlight. If you're <laughs> listening right you now, call in. I want you to be safe. <laughs> All right. We'll be back. Jags Talk, Action Sports Jags on ESPN 690. Hey, if you're like me, you got a ton of stuff in your garage. Well, well, you're not like me then anymore because I got some of that stuff off the floor. That's what I did. I called Easy Garage Solutions. So I got to clean this up. I'm a little OCD about it. I want to be able to get to my door every time. That's what I use to get in my house through my garage, not the front door. And so we were able to get Easy Garage Solutions out there and no more hurdling shoes, bats, bikes, balls, the rest of it. Go to Easy Garage Solutions. It's as simple as that. One-of-a-kind monkey bar technology that will last a lifetime. That's where you hang the bikes and the lawn equipment and everything else. Easy Garage Solutions. Shelving and overhead storage for boxes and bins. All that Christmas decorations. Easy Garage Solutions. Check them out at EasyGarageSolutions.com. Do what I did. It's that easy. Welcome back, everybody. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Casey here on a Tuesday. Jags were off yesterday, back at it today, and uh, had pads on today. Getting after more winners and losers. That was an observation today. Uh, C.J. Henderson back on the field. There's an observation um, from today mm-hmm. as well. And it was interesting to watch a practice with Maurice Jones-Drew because at times he was like, man, who's that guy? That guy's playing well. That guy's playing well. And then there was a couple of drills doing. He's like, man, this is competitive. Yeah. So it, he bounces around other camps, and I thought it was very interesting to hear Maurice Jones-Drew say that. He's like, dang, look at that, man. That's competitive. This is competitive out here. Like, he noticed that. That jumped out to him after being out there for not, not that long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, again, every camp is different. Every coach is different. But this was one of those days where I think Urban Meyer said, hey, we're going hard today after a day off. Then we'll start tapering down toward that Saturday night game and have you ready to play. But this was one of those days. It was hot out there. Pads were on. It was a winners and losers uh, couple of periods, and it was highly competitive out there today. Now it's almost uh, get ready for the uh, first preseason game. Well, and this is what you find out what you have in terms of quality guys in that locker room. Because traditionally, when you have a day off, you have a couple options. 
You can recover your body, whether it's getting an extra cold tub in, getting some foam rolling sessions, a deep tissue massage, or whatever the case may be. You can take care of yourself that day, rest and relax. Or, you know, you can maybe, I mean, I'm sure you can't do this right now, but you can go out to the beach bars a little bit and hang out. Now, I'm not sure if you can actually break break camp, but I did see the Kansas City Chiefs went to the Garth Brooks concert, and Andy (laughs) Reid was there himself. And Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, they were all at the Garth Brooks concert. So maybe you can break camp these days. I'm not sure what the CBA actually entails. But it goes to find out, okay, so you have that day off. We got to come back here and work, and we got to find out what players are made of now. That, was that to me, was the point of today's winners and losers. It was the, the point of really increasing the tempo of practice once again. It's, it's not letting guys get complacent and not letting guys get comfortable. Because after that break, sometimes you're a little lackadaisical. Sometimes, you know, you're like, ah, yeah, I'll get back into it eventually. You don't have time to do that because the first preseason game is right around the corner. Yeah, I uh... – Thought it was interesting. I watched Urban Meyer after practice too. And, you know, part of the thing with Urban is you got to run off the field. You got to run everywhere. We heard some of the players say that. And there were a couple guys that were, I don't know if they were walk slash running like the Olympic Games, mm. you know, that kind of walking. <laughs> but it was kind of more of a walk. And he would, he wouldn't, he wasn't like yelling at him. Yeah. But he'd be like, come on now, let's go. Let's yeah. go. Like he was trying to get him to that finish line. No, for sure. <laughs> you know? uh, so I thought that part was interesting. Uh, as well cool moment after practice uh by a man by the name of royce who does a lot of cooking for the community on the east side they brought him in to the circle and uh, surprised him with a a smoker Uh, and they rolled up with the smoker and uh it it was a cool moment and urban Meyer was fired up about it too i've Mm -hmm. had some video out on twitter and uh, i think jaguars were put more they were kind of closer in with some of that and what was being said but uh, then Royce broke down the team after. I thought that was pretty good. And uh, uh, the guys seemed to have a lot of fun with it, too. That's cool. Uh, I talked to Royce a little bit later on because we had previously met. Um, I think he works at M Shack. And so we nice. had met a, a while back. And and uh, he said uh, he'll have that smoker ready to roll, baby ribs, chicken, everything um, that, that he does for the community. So nice gesture by the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, there for sure. Hey, uh, the C.J. Henderson part of my observation, him being back, I don't know what it means. I don't know what it says. I don't I don't know, okay, when it comes to C.J. Henderson. I don't know how any of us can. Mm-hmm. This at practice, not at practice, personal reasons, back out there. I, I, I view that, Austin, as these guys, the coaching staff especially, is trying to get him right, trying to get him there, trying to whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know. That's my view of it. But, again, this is just something we're going to have to keep an eye on. Like, to the point he hasn't practiced enough probably even play on Saturday, right? Uh, that's that's hard to say. I would probably say he hasn't practiced enough. Um, and I think other guys have earned opportunities to get a lot more reps. You know, I mean, it's to the point now where Charlie Strong even acknowledged that, you know, they went to C.J. Henderson's house to, to see where he's at and everything. And, and he even admitted going with Urban Meyer. So um, we're to that point now of the chapter, that point of the narrative. And – Listen, I've said this many times before. C.J. Henderson has a lot to prove to Urban Meyer, um, whether it's Joe Collin, whether it's Charlie, whoever the case may be, because they don't care that he was a first-round pick last year. Like, that that does not matter to them. Now, on paper, it would be, well, you got to give this guy another shot because you invested so much capital into getting him in the first place. But Urban Meyer doesn't care. And I just feel like if they get this sense that whether it's a mental thing, a physical thing, but they, he, that he can't match what they're trying to ask of him of this defense, then I think Urban Meyer has no problem of letting C.J. Henderson go and obviously getting something for him um, on the market. 
With that being said, though, I also think that Urban Meyer is, is a proud individual in terms of coaching, and he wants to try to milk every ounce of effort out of all of these players. And I think Urban Meyer would feel like he'd be doing himself a disservice if he just let the C.J. Henderson thing slide and he didn't try to get a maximum effort, um, a maximum output from C.J. Henderson. So I get the sense now, like, that, listen, you got to go slow. You, you got to take this day by day with C.J. Henderson. But I feel like Urban Meyer is going to do his due diligence and do everything in his power to be like, I'm going to try my best to get the best out of you because that's what type of coach I am. That's a good point, too. And I think that's one of Urban Meyer's real big strengths. You know, he's able to from uh, really get the most out of probably any kind of player. And mm -hmm. what I mean by that is super talented player, superstar kind of player, uh, just blue collar kind of player it seems like over the years he has got the most out of that individual now I, is it a hundred percent probably not but it feels like it's a high percentage guy who's been in trouble guy who might not feel like he wants to be a part of it guy he's been able to get that player to perform mm -hmm. you know it feels very new england like you know you get a player that eh, might look like the rails are falling off in one way shape or form new england brings them in and boom plays well you know <laughs> has a feel like that yeah. Uh, and I think Urban, if you look back at his career, and obviously there were notable instances at Florida, right? Uh, and, and some you could even be critical about because of some of the off-the-field stuff. But was able to manage that. You know, I'm not saying look the other way on the off-the-field stuff, but the one thing about that team with the Gators is he had a lot of stuff going on that could have been distractions and all of this and was still able to bring that all together, you know, mm -hmm. team leaders, Urban Meyer, the rest, and perform and perform at a very high level. So I agree with you in the sense that, hey, listen, if somebody's going to get C.J. Henderson back on track or get the most out of C.J. Henderson, I think Urban Meyer can do that. Charlie Strong can help do that. I think this way about Taven Bryan, if he can get on the field, if somebody's going to get the best and find the talent that Taven Bryan has and hasn't used yet, I think it could be a guy like Urban Meyer. I think he's shown an ability to do that. Now, he's not a miracle worker, okay? I mean, these guys are going to have to want to buy in and do it too. Mm -hmm. And you got to be right. And we don't know where C.J. Henderson is, but the bottom line is he was back on the field. Charlie Strong had this to say about C.J. Henderson and uh, going to the house and trying to get C.J. right. No, we didn't have to get, go over to get him to come to the facility. We just had a conversation with him. But, you know, anytime you have a, a great young man like that, you want to make sure that you do everything possible to help him and to help him get back on track. And, and, that's, and, I, and I was telling Coach, I said, uh, you know, we're out of, the, we're out of the, the process of just trying to just get guys and just push them aside. You know, our whole thing is just creating value for them. Uh, that's Charlie Strong. And I got to tell you this, folks, and I don't know if, I, if you feel this as a fan, but I feel it from a media standpoint. I mean, the transparency and even admitting they went to his house. I know they were asked the question. I know it's been out there a little bit. Mm -hmm. We heard I told you this last Thursday, I think it was right. And uh, the I, I appreciate the transparency from Charlie Strong here and saying that, yeah, they did that. And they're trying to explain why. The, the problem that we have here as, like, the consumer of this information is we still really don't know what does getting him right mean. Mm -hmm. Like, what is he going through? And, again, I'm not saying that's our business, mm -hmm. but we don't know.